1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dwight void for by law. See terms and conditions,
2: 18 plus. 5-0. I have a dream. One day, this nation will rise up,
3: live out the true meaning of its dreams. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal.
4: Black men think and
3: Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same.
4: Black men thinking. Anytime you throw your weight behind
3: a political party that controls two-thirds of the government, and that party can't keep the promise that it's made to you during election time, and you're dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race.
4: Black men thinking.
3: If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves.
4: Black men think and thinking. thinking, thinking.
3: In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
4: Black man thinking, thinking, thinking.
5: Stanley Levy, Black man thinking here on the vanguard of personal liberty, personal freedom, and personal responsibility. Mojo Five O Radio. Happy to be with you. And uh, it's first Monday in April, 2022. So. Let's get right to it. This past Friday was April Fools' Day and uh it was also happened to be jobs report day, first Friday of the month. And the April Fool also known as the Pope Pooper, uh President Joe Biden showed up to talk about the jobs report. Now, I'm going to start, I want to break that down a little bit, but I want to start by talking about this or reminding or sharing with you this. At the end of his remarks, here's what reporters let you know he did not discuss. So Mr. what about President. inflation? We're inflation, outpacing wages, Mr. President.
6: We'll be criminal charges. Are the sanctions still working, no, no.
5: sir? So Pope Pooper spoke for about eight minutes, eight minutes and 20 seconds or so, and didn't say a word about inflation. Didn't say it. He said, well, we have to do more to get prices under control, but didn't come out and talk about inflation. Um, the whole thing about criminal charges—probably talking about Hunter Biden, his son. And you know he's not going to discuss that. And then, of course, there's the lie about sanctions, um, saying that they work. And if they worked, then why are they still needed? It hasn't seemed to—doesn't seem to have slowed um, the invasion of Ukraine down a bit. That's what he didn't talk about. Eight minutes on the jobs report didn't he talk about inflation. Really? Wow. Okay. So what did he talk about? Well. He started out talking about, well, job creation. Good morning.
7: Today we learned that in March our economy created 431,000 jobs. Nice sound to it. We also learned that in January and February our economy created 100,000 more jobs than we previously thought. That means that over the last three months the economy has created more than a half million, more than 500,000 jobs a month.
5: So here's a thought. If 431,000 jobs has a nice sound to it, then wouldn't the 490,000 jobs that you were expected to see the American economy create have a nicer sound to it? As for the extra jobs in January and February, wow. We still haven't caught up to the Trump economy, by the way. We're still about one and a half million jobs down from where we were in February of 2020, see, so you haven't caught up. You haven't caught up yet. All this great creation that you're doing and this, that, and the other, and I already know what people are going to say. Well, it was a terrible thing. It was hard to recover. We were recovering while Trump was going. What was in office? We saw ridiculous job, uh, monthly job gains during the COVID period while Trump was in office. The only thing was, you had a full court press. From the medical side of the deep state, with Anthony Fauci and company, and not just in D.C., across all states, particularly in Democrat-controlled states, getting people so scared that they wouldn't go back to work, and the government pouring money into people to keep them at home. Gee. And he's saying for the first quarter, oh wow, we averaged half, you know, five hundred thousand jobs per month, and like I said, we're still 1.5 million jobs down from the from the, com- uh, from the Trump economy. He went on to talk about, of course, the unemployment rate. In
7: March, the unemployment rate fell to 3.6%, down from 6.4% when I took office about 15 months ago. And also? And that mean, what it means is clear, what, it's very clear. America are back to work.
5: Really, dude? Um, How is it that Americans are going back to work when the workforce participation rate is only 62.4%? That's lower than at any time in the Trump administration. It's even lower than at any time in the Obama administration of which you were a part. And maybe while you're talking about the 7 million jobs that have come up in your administration, how do you miss the great resignation which saw 4.4 million people leave their jobs in September of 2021 and another four and a half million leave in November. And people keep leaving, so we're still losing jobs and that's kind of shown by the fact that the labor force participation rate is stuck in numbers that are Carter era reminiscent. Wow. So I, wow. Well, you know, basically he took that information, omitting things as he does. He says that, that's what the consummate liars do. Consummate liars don't tell lies. They simply leave out truth. So it's lies of omission, which makes him a consummate liar. So he claimed the economy was no longer on the mend, but it's on the move because people are going back to work. Numbers don't support that. Then he praised the American Rescue Plan for all the good that it did. You know,
7: the American people, uh, I think uh, they're beginning to understand that this American Rescue Plan, there's no reason why they should know the names of all these pieces of legislation that got passed. But the American Rescue Plan, with it, we were able to get Americans vaccinated, schools opened, and businesses humming. Leading financial firm, Moody's, estimated that because of the Rescue Plan, four million more American jobs were created, and unemployment is 2% lower than it would have been had we failed to move that legislation.
5: You know, I think Mr. Biden and Moody's got some explaining to do. So you're saying that the American Rescue Plan allowed you to get people vaccinated, allowed you to open schools and to get businesses humming. Okay. well, then how come only 21 percent of people polled voters, by the way, say that it helped them at all? And why is it that 29% of voters in that same poll say that it left them worse off? And, you know, Congress had already spent $4 trillion previously. Democrats, of course. And that money did not negate the need for the additional $2 trillion in the ARP. Really? When only 9% of that rescue plan spending went to combating the virus really and okay what about this what about the stimulus checks as large as fourteen hundred dollars being sent to Japanese citizens living in Japan you sent checks to convicted prisoners including the Boston Marathon bomber that was wonderful Michigan is spending 400 million dollars to upgrade state parks and trails a city in Connecticut is spending almost a million to build 40 luxury apartments. That's exactly what we need to come out to combat the vi- really that's getting businesses tell me, what does that have to do with opening schools, getting businesses humming or getting anybody vaccinated? Are you serious? He went on to credit the infrastructure bill that was passed into law for creating 4,000 projects throughout the US to help rebuild our Crumbling infrastructure without naming a single one, not giving a single example. I found that very fascinating. And then he made this interesting statement. It's a statement of the type of economy we're fighting for. An
7: economy, as I've been saying from the beginning, built from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. When we do it that way, everybody does well. Everybody wins. Even though we created a record number of jobs, we know, I know, that this job is not finished. We need to do more to get prices under control. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world.
5: Okay, I mean, I mean, the disconnect is hard for me to get with. The labor force participation rate is the lowest that it has been since the 1970s when people made Carter a one-term president for telling people to wear sweaters and get used to being lesser. The labor force participation rate is lower now than it was then, but we're building an economy. How are you building an economy when people aren't working? How does that how, how does that come about? I'm not exactly sure how that can happen. And then he, he's talking about uh, Vladimir Putin being responsible for inflation, and his in, his invasion has done all this stuff. When wow. Fox News, among others, was reporting back in December of 2021 that the inflation rate was at a 39-year high. Now, just let me just throw this out there. Vladimir Putin didn't go into the Ukraine until February the 24th of 2022. I dare say that if inflation was at a 39-year high in December, then... Vladimir Putin's invasion of the Ukraine had nothing to do with that. Oh, by the way, um, Bloomberg came out the next month and kind of reiterated what was going on in inflation, and this would have been a whole month plus, because this came out, I think this was the 12th, so this is a month and 12 days before the invasion, and here's what Bloomberg had to say on one of its quick takes. We just got consumer price numbers this
8: morning, which we found out jumped 7%, the highest inflation rate since 1982. Uh, there's a chart there taking a look at CPI that we just got a few minutes ago. We're going to dig into how that might impact the midterm elections, which if you need something to look forward to are 300 days away exactly from today.
5: Let's kind of walk through that math if we can. She said that the midterms were 300 days exactly from when she was speaking well the midterms for 2022 are going to happen on november 8th 2022 300 days about 43 weeks you back up 43 weeks from the first full week in the 11th month of the year that's like 10 months so you're in the first month of the year and putin invaded Ukraine in the second month of the year. Please explain to me how Vladimir Putin is responsible for the 39 year record inflation that the United States was seeing as early as December of 2021 when the invasion didn't happen until February of 2022. Oh my goodness. This, this, this gets worse. It, 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 no matter what you do, when you listen to this man speak, it is offensive if you are an actual American. He then turned his attention to something else and this was um, uh, you know, kind of on the subject of inflation, on the subject of Putin. He turned his attention to oil. To help
7: deal with that, yesterday I authorized the release of one million barrels per day for the next six months from our Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Acknowledge this by far is the largest release of our National Reserves in our history. It is a wartime bridge, is the way I look at it, to increase our oil supply as we work with our oil U.S. oil producers to ramp up their production to get us through this period.
5: Okay, I, I, I call BS, because didn't we already go through a release from the Strategic Oil Reserves, and what did that do to petroleum prices it didn't seem to have done anything they didn't seem to come down and now he's saying he wants to get rid of a million barrels a day for 6 months or 180 days, 182 days however you want to count it for those of you who don't know we only have 593 million barrels of oil in the strategic oil reserve he wants to get rid of more than 30% well about 30 mm, He wants to get rid of more than 30% of the strategic oil reserve in an action that we know will not benefit the country and will not reduce oil prices. And all this talk about, well, we've coordinated with everybody else and blah, 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 blah. That doesn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything the last time. This is like, I'm going to eat the seed corn because I think it's going to give me a better crop next year. This is ridiculous. This is like I'm going to go into emergency savings so I can have a better vacation. So what are you going to do if there's an emergency? It's strategic oil reserves, not tactical political oil reserves. This doesn't mean anything. Then he made the claim that he was getting uh, you know the nation's fiscal house in order, blaming Trump, for deficit, saying the deficit, which presidents don't control. No president controls the deficit. I mean, you know, geez, it's just that's a Congress thing. Only thing the president can do is say yes or no to a budget and uh, or or to spending that Congress wants to have become law, and then they then you go, you go on with that. And to to blame Trump for what was really congressional dysfunction during his term, and I say that because let's face it. When's the last time Congress came up with a budget, which is something the Constitution says they're supposed to do? They don't come up with budgets. Was there one budget that was ever passed into law during the Obama administration? I I go back to the Obama administration because Joe Biden is talking about putting the fiscal house in order. He was part of the administration that doubled, the not the national deficit, not the annual deficit, His administration, along with the Islamist bathhouse queen, also known as Barack Obama, doubled the national debt. They put, because he was the 44th president, Obama was, he added more to the debt than all 43 other presidents who came before him combined. And you were right there with him, Joe. Oh, Oh, and I didn't hear you saying anything about reining anything in i didn't hear you complaining about sequesters i didn't hear you saying anything about the amount of money that was being i don't remember you saying not to do um whatever that 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 those shovel ready products were i don't remember any i don't remember you being against the bailout of the banks or the bailout of GM and Chrysler. I don't remember you raising a finger about getting, lifting a finger and and, and moving your tongue about getting the financial house in order. Did you blame uh, your boss for doubling the debt? Did you? Because you say you're bringing the deficits down. But the debt's at 30 trillion. 30 trillion. And you're responsible along with Obama for almost a third of that on your lonesome and you've been president for a year and the debts are still you know, the, the debts are still piling up so if you want to blame Trump then you got to take some blame for being part of an administration that that saw the debt the national debt double and you've not well we're bringing the deficit down You no you don't get it if you're going to do anything about getting the financial house in order, getting the deficit down is not what you do. It's called eliminating the deficit. If you have a household that's spending more money than it takes in, you don't talk about, well, this year we're only going to spend uh, $10,000 more than we make. Last year it was 30 we are only going to spend 10000 more. No, you have to come back and say we're not going to spend money we don't have. I don't hear you proposing that. We're going to make the deficit lower. Lower. Why should there be a deficit? I mean, we do have, in quote-unquote modern times, a period in which there were no deficits. Go back to 90, the 94 midterm elections when Newt Gingrich put together a program with the House Republicans called Contract with America, and it managed to bring the Republicans into the majority in both the House and Senate And during the Clinton administration, when this occurred, they actually balanced, quote unquote, balanced the national budget, the federal budget for four straight years. So we weren't worried about lowering deficits. There were no deficits. How come you can't do? Oh, that's right. You're a Democrat. My bad. My bad. He just overlooks that. Then he went on to talk about well, we can lower the the deficit, which is still spending more money than you have, while we make uh, investments in in the uh, in, in the infrastructure in climate. We don't need any climate investments. We're the cleanest con- climate country of all among all the industrial nations, pretty much. We are it. We're the model. We do all this stuff. We didn't need the Paris Accords to do it. We didn't. We didn't. We're just, we're just cool like that, okay? But he um, talked about investments and saying, the way we pay for these investments, still not talking about eliminating the deficit, is we got to get businesses and and billionaires and such and such and to pay their fair share. Wow. Can I? Can I? I gotta remind people of something. The whole idea of taxation, to uh, or increase taxation to get yourself out of um, bad financial situations, or even to increase revenues, has never worked. I tell people this all the time. I have to remind them. Five times in the history of the United States since the dubious ratification of the of the Sixteenth Amendment to allow income taxes five different occasions has the United States lowered the income tax rates that would be in the 1920s after World War II and you ended up having the war- the roaring 20s because they took in a whole bunch of money after they lowered the rates you have the 1960s when the top rate was at 91 percent they lowered it to 70 top rate to 70 percent which is pretty pretty bad but that, that brought in so much extra revenue, lowering the tax rate, because Kennedy said that lowering the tax rate was going to be something you needed if you wanted more revenue, and we were able to fund the race to the moon. We were able to fund the Vietnam War. We were able to fund the War on Poverty all through the 1960s, and it was fueled and financed by a tax reduction. Third time you had the 1980s. And, well, Ronald Reagan ran up deficits. No, Ronald Reagan brought in record revenues. His The revenues that the Reagan tax cuts um, generated were twice that. Twice. Literally double that of Jimmy Carter. Well, how come the deficits were there? Because Ronald Reagan didn't run Congress. Tip O'Neill did. And Democrats will spend... If you show them a dollar, they're going to spend a dollar and fifty cents. That's just the way it is. It's not going to change. So there's no evidence that tax, that, that the new tax and spend or investments in fair share, that's, that, that's, that's, ne- that's never produced anything useful. And talking about fair share, can I remind people of something? The top 1% of earners in the United States earn 21% of the income pay 40% of income taxes and pay it at an average rate of their average tax rate is 25.4%. Now, Biden wanted to say it was uh, 8% uh, for billionaires and he wants a 20% billionaire minimum tax. It's like, well, then if the average for the top 1% is 25%, what the heck does this even do? They're already paying more than that. So you're you're basically, this is PR because it's not going to have any real effect. They're already paying more than 20%. Now, if you want to talk about people paying their fair share, why don't we talk about the 57% who paid nothing in 2021? Or the 61% who paid nothing in 2020? Or the 44%? Who paid nothing in 2019 see they those people are not paying their fair share and they're not all broke you see the Pope pooper, since he's been in the Senate since the what the 1970s he knows all this but he's lying to you those lies of omission he knows enough to know what not to tell you so he can keep these lies going all this when he's trying to say something about a jobs report and if you go for this okie doke then you deserve what you get. Stanley Levy, Black Man Thinking, we'll be back right after this.
9: You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud? Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com. And don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com
1: is the answer.
3: Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 5
1: Radio. This kid comes home from school. His parents forgot he has early dismissal. So when he comes in the house, he hears these moans of ecstasy coming from the upstairs. He busts open the door. He catches his parents in flagrante delecta. And he screams his father. He says, what the hell are you doing with my mother in the middle of the day like this? The father laughs. Get out of here. So the father wraps up his session with the mother. And as the father's walking down the hallway to talk to the son, the Father hears moans of ecstasy coming from the son's bed. The father kicks open the door, and there's the kid having sex with his grandmother. To which his father, who's just angry and red faced, says, What in the name of God are you doing? And the kid looks at his father and says, Yeah, it's not so funny when it's your mother now, is it? Standing ground with Jeremy
3: Leahy. Listen, learn, and laugh. Wednesdays at noon, Saturday nights at 10, both Eastern, right here on Mojo Five O Radio. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I
9: was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine.
5: to say this the American people with the help of the media you are being played by someone who is so cognitively challenged it is laughable what I mean by that um, let's talk about oil prices the very high oil prices resulting in the very high gasoline prices that we're seeing at the pump We've heard every excuse or cause imaginable. It's COVID's fault. It's Putin's fault. It's the oil company's fault. Let me remind you of something that we heard during the last election that kind of made it very clear where the fault was going to be. Final would he close it's down fall? the oil industry? It falls? Would you close it down falls? the oil by the way, industry? way, I would
7: transition from the oil industry. Yes, oh, that's a big transition. That is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Over time, and I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. Ooh. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. And that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically, what he's question, saying is he is Mr. going President. to destroy. The oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you okay. remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President
6: Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, Ohio? and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden.
7: He takes everything out of context, but the point of it is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production. By 2050, totally.
6: All right. One is final question. Is he going to get China
5: devoted. to do it? No, we're finished with is this. We going to, to get China to, to, our, do our, it? Final no, to, to our final question. We have to move on to No, I'm going to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh, okay.
7: China abide by <laughs> what they agreed to. All right.
5: I'm not exactly sure why, but for some reason, you believe 81 million people voted for the energy industry, the oil industry, to go away by 2035, um, and specifically production. He said production to go away, and by 20, by 2035, and you know, we're going to totally transition away from fossil fuels by 2050 and have no carbon emissions. Really? Okay, we're in 2022 and he killed the Keystone Pipeline. He is playing games with leases. People, you know, you hear the administration saying, you know what, they have 9,000 leases approved leases and they're not producing any oil. Well, a lease is not a permit. And there's a path, a bureaucratic regulatory path involving the federal government to try to convert a lease into a permit. Because you have to figure, you you don't get a permit until you actually figure out whether or not there's oil on the lease, and the federal government doesn't tell you that. You got to figure that out and pay for it on your own. But I want to take you again. I just need to take you back to that debate during the 2020 campaign between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, where Joe Biden just said, "I'm going to. We're going to transition away from the oil industry, really, by 2035, really." So. Does that help you understand why we're where we are? Now, does that help you understand why fracking is opposed? Does that help you understand why the Keystone pipeline doesn't didn't work? Oh, by the way, the other dodge that the administration will give you is that, well, the, you know, our bans bands and our whatever is only on federal lands. And this, uh, do you recognize that in the Western United States, the federal government owns 47 percent of the land? Let me say that again: in the Western United States, the federal government owns 47 percent of the land. Joe Biden heads that part of the government. Department of the Interior and all this other good stuff, Bureau of Land Management, all this this reports to the executive branch. So all that land is basically under his direct control so the process of converting a lease into a drilling permit is something he controls and the oil companies are saying, you know, you guys are not helping us right now as a matter of fact recently the an executive representing an oil equipment firm an oil drilling equipment firm uh spoke to jesse waters on fox
1: let's bring in canary ceo a company that provides drilling and production services to u.s oil companies an author of switching gears the petroleum-powered electric car dan eberhard all right dan How difficult is it for you guys to get underneath the ground and get that oil out? You must jump through a ton of hurdles.
10: Oh, it's an awful lot of work, an awful lot of hard work really every day and an awful lot of paperwork uh, for the oil companies, our customers to be able to drill.
1: They must throw up so many
10: roadblocks, whether it's like a salamander that's protected
1: or, you know, you might have to probably take someone out to dinner at the Department of Interior.
10: There must be so many goofy things you guys must have to go through. Yeah, no, look, it's it's pretty difficult. And, you know, there's definitely been a switch from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. I feel like they just keep throwing wet blankets at us uh, and and keep trying to, you know, pull the industry back and keep us from doing what we do every day.
1: Do they ever call you guys on the phone and say, hey, boys, uh, the price of gas is what now (laughs) over almost 450? Do they say, hey, maybe you could uh, help us out? Have you heard from them?
10: No, quite quite the opposite. But I'll, I'll tell you, it really upsets me when they talk about this price gouging. The the people that I know in the oil field, which supports about eleven million jobs in the U.S., they work hard every day. We go out there, we get dirty, we you know work very very hard, and these jobs are, are very difficult and not that easy sometimes. And to just hear these people from the Jin from the White House podium, you know, go on and on about nine thousand leases and, and not being drilled when she doesn't know the difference between a lease and a permit is just really frustrating. I'd like to invite her to Watford City, North Dakota, or Dessa, Texas. Come see what we do every day. Come get some mud on your boots and come come find out the real difference in a a lease and a permit and what we're doing every day.
1: Yeah, that's a BS talking point and everybody knows it. And it's a tough job. It's a dirty job and it's a dangerous job. And she's trying to make you guys out to be war profiteers. Uh, Anything you want to tell
10: the president of the United States? Look, President Biden, you know, we're willing to do our part. We can definitely increase American production. Stop asking OPEC for more oil. Stop asking Venezuela for more oil. Ask Texas. Ask North Dakota. Ask Oklahoma. We can do it here with American jobs, but just get out of our way. Let us have the pipelines to transport the oil. Get the... uh, you know permits through stop talking nonsense about leases when you guys don't know what you're talking about and and let us do it just get out of our way we can do it here and we can we can push the price down and produce more oil right here in america let's unleash america's energy and let's do it right here right now
1: biden got out of the way on the border seems like he should get out of the way here in texas and north dakota thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate all the hard work you guys do
5: yeah the difference between a an, an oil lease and an oil drilling permit yeah you can bid on a lease which gives you the opportunity to take a look at that land and determine whether or not there is any there any mineral rights there's any oil in particular in this case that you can profitably extract oil companies don't do volunteer work they're gonna get the oil out but the thing is it's gotta be profitable for them to do it and once they do the geologic reports on land that they've leased from the federal government, then they have to apply for a permit. That's just paper pushing around different bureaucratic organizations within the federal government. That can take as long as the executive branch wants. How long do you think it's taking when the chief executive has already said, we need to transition from fossil fuels beginning with production by 2035. How, many, how much oil do you think a one-term president, interestingly elected in 2020, is going to allow to go through if he's trying to get the nation off of oil in 15 years or less? Really? And if you wonder what um the Canary CEO was speaking about with respect to the Biden administration misspeaking, he spoke about Gensaki. Ah, eh, Gensaki doesn't matter. Let's go back to the Pope Pooper himself, what he had to say about oil companies around the same time that that gentleman spoke to Jesse Waters. The
7: oil companies and executives, they don't want to pump more oil, although they have every capacity to do so. Nothing is slowing them up from doing it if they want to. Why? Rather than spend the profits and the increased price of gasoline, they would rather take those profits and buy back stock, buy back their own stock, rather than take that money and invest it in pumping new oil. Not a joke. So don't tell me gas prices rose because I've slowed down the American energy production in my first... Uh, year in office, American production grew by 9.7 million barrels today to 11.6 million. While we still made a major, major effort to deal with global warming and changing the way in which we shift to renewable,
5: renewable energy. There's that shift away from uh, fossil fuels and oil again. Same thing we heard during the debate. Can, can I ask how many people actually want that? Um, who Who really wants that? Because I want the 81 81 million people who supposedly voted for this to stand up and say that they like the price of gasoline, even though they don't own electric vehicles. I want them to stand up and say, you know what, we are willing, if this is what it takes to get rid of oil, we are willing to... To be broke and not be able to get to work, not be able to have our lifestyle, not be able to live in the places where we please. We want to, we'll forego all that so that Joe Biden can get the American economy off of fossil fuels, even though. We don't need anyone else to supply our energy needs. We are so against the energy that we can produce at home, and we don't even care where it would come from. We are so against it that we don't want oil to be burned anywhere in the United States. Wow. Okay. It's nonsense. And in case you don't recognize how much Joe Biden is lying, um, because I know a lot of people don't because um, let's not forget he's blamed the oil companies um, oh did I mention let me let me, let me re, re, reiterate that he's still blaming Putin now remember oil and gas were already up because he killed fracking he killed the pipeline and we've already we had already seen um, you know 39 year high inflation but he can't do this without blaming Putin because it's got to be Putin's fault even though Putin didn't invade anybody till You know, more than after a year that he'd been in office and prices were already up, way up, before Putin went into the Ukraine. But you know what? Uh, Here's ABC News and a couple of women, yeah, a couple of women, uh, telling us how it is all Putin's fault.
11: The White House is placing the blame for the pain at the pump squarely on the shoulders of Vladimir Putin, calling it the Putin price hike. Biden's promising, though, to offset the pain at the pump with increased domestic production and increased supply now, tapping into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to release about a million barrels a day for six months now. ABC News' business Correspondent Deidre Bolton joining us to break it all down for us. So Deidre, kind of walk us through Biden's plan to offset these, these prices.
12: Kira, you referenced that one million barrels per day for the next 180 days. This is a huge amount. That puts the Strategic Petroleum Reserve back at levels, lowest levels since 1984. So we have to stress that significance. RBC is a bang. They put out a note essentially saying that this is the last bullet that we have to shoot. And some critics, actually, of the program saying the U.S. better not have its own energy emergency coming up because those levels being at the lowest level since 1984 really does stand out. So six months, one million barrels per day. And of course, the idea here, Kira, is to release, is to relieve some of the pain at the pump. Collectively, we are paying on average 47 percent more this time this year versus last. Kira.
11: Uh, it's just hard. I mean, even driving to work today, I couldn't believe one of the stations right there as you're getting onto the highway up up just past um, $6 a gallon, you know? And so a lot of people are wondering what immediate impact this plan is going to have on the amount of oil availability domestically because he sure tore into oil companies demanding that they even have a sort of sense of ethics here to help everyday Americans that can't afford to buy gas or, or pay their bills. And sometimes it's these stations that are gouging prices taking advantage of what's going on. And at the same time, these companies really should do what's right in a time like this.
12: Kira, you make a great point. No one pays more for gasoline because they want to. They do it because they have to. This obviously hits the working classes and the poor a lot more than any other group because it becomes a higher percentage of their take-home wages. We heard President Biden say this should be Help by about ten to thirty-five cents per gallon. My sources are saying that's a little bit on the high side. It's probably more like ten to twenty cents per gallon, but any help is of course appreciated, Kira. Teacher Bolton, thank you so much.
5: There's a reason why I don't like female newscasters. I don't. I don't they're they're basically newsreaders. Um and then they allow them to go off script and the woman displays no well you know this could this you know the the companies ought to do the right thing you have no idea how the oil industry works you have no idea about the difference between an oil permit and an oil lease. You have no idea why the, why who pays what they do pay. Now, I will go back and give Biden credit for one thing in his rant. It is true that the oil companies are buying back their own stock, even though their stock is at record prices. So I'm not exactly sure why they're doing it. It doesn't make sense. Normally, you would buy back your stock when you think your stock is undervalued. And unless you believe the price of oil is getting ready to go much higher... Hmm. What reason would they have to believe that? Well, you heard you heard the airheads there um going back and forth, and like I said, I you know, I despise listening to being subjected to the empty opinions of female newscasters. Oh, he hates women, he's a misogynist. No, I know when I'm being played. I know. When I know why they put female newscasters in places. I know because you are less likely to criticize a woman. Remember, you know, we must believe all women. Women are, are, are oppressed by the patriarchy. All this nonsense. So a woman can get up and say things that are nonsensical. She can say things that don't make a bit of common sense, technical sense, business sense, and you will accept it from her and at the very least not criticize it, which is not that far away from acceptance. This is happening for the reasons that are just very basic. He told you before he was elected that he was going to kill the oil industry. He was going to tear it up. And now he's trying to say how, during his administration, things have gone up. We've done this. We've done that. We've done the. You know what? Let me let me let me give you some input, so that so that my critics who think I'm a misogynist will know. Um, Jackie Dangelis over at Fox Business News laid out a pretty good case about Biden and his blaming of oil companies. And she actually gave it some critical thought. The first thing you have to do is be a skeptic of anything government officials say. And she actually managed to do that.
8: In the last few seconds of our show, here's my two cents. Today, President Biden talked about his strategy to combat high fuel and energy prices. He went on with his old corporations or profiting bit. Listen.
7: For U.S. oil companies that are recording their largest profits in years, they have a choice. One They can put those profits to productive use by producing more oils, restarting idle wells, or producing on the sites they already are leasing. Giving the American people a break by passing some of the savings on to their customers and lowering the price of the pump. Or they can, as some of them are doing, exploit the situation, sit back, ship those profits to the investors, and while American families struggle to make ends meet,
8: All right, so let me get this straight, Joe. The oil companies sat back and they were twirling their little mustaches in a conference room sometime roughly around August of 2020. And together they said, you know, we really just don't want to work this hard. Let's stop pumping oil. There will be a war overseas in about a year and a half, and we can make a ton of money when prices spike. Well, it was August 28th of 2020 that the EIA reported U.S. production dropped to 9.7 million barrels a day. That was because this country was under lockdown, there was no demand, and they couldn't get people to come work. On the oil rigs, but when things started opening, production slowly started to climb back up. Lo and behold, the next dip came when Biden came into office in January of 2021. The next month, by February, bam, back down to 9.7 million barrels a day. I wonder why. Country was open. Maybe they thought. Biden's killing pipelines. Harris would ban fracking if she could. Biden doesn't want the U.S. uh, drilling on federal lands. Biden wants green energy, not fossil fuels. Now, in the same speech today, he demonized big oil while he was trying to kill them as well.
5: I have to give that young lady a lot of credit. That was very clear-headed, clear, logical, and to the point. This is a man who is criticizing the people whom he is trying to destroy so that you will be on his side as he shoots through them at you. Joe Biden is not trying to destroy the oil companies, he's trying to destroy the the American Republic. He's being put up to this. Remember what he said, we need to transition from this and I'm going to rejoin the Paris Accords and make China sign, uh, do what they signed up to do. When has China ever done that? And if you think they're going to do that for Joe Biden, someone they're paying, the hired help doesn't make you toe the line. And if you don't and if you don't understand that he's hired help, you definitely ought to understand that his pedophilic son, who's a chip off the old block, Hunter Biden is definitely being paid by the chinese and I here where I live in California, the state has been boasting state government's been boasting a forty five to forty seven billion dollar billion dollar budget surplus. And there's a there's a proposal that's floating around the state and in Sacramento, and people are trying to advocate for it, asking for a state tax holiday on gasoline. Gasoline taxes, excise taxes, sales taxes, etc. Total about twenty. Excuse me, a dollar twenty-six a gallon. And gas out here is over six bucks a gallon in, in major metropolitan areas. They could get it back down to $5 in a heartbeat, but they're not going to because they're Democrats and Democrats control the state. There's already been a vote and, and the Democrats killed it. But Joe Biden's lying to you. I mean, how do you not see this? Let me, let me remind you one more time of what he told you before he was even elected. Final would he close down fall? the oil industry? It falls. Would you close it down falls. the oil by the way, industry? way,
7: I would transition from the oil industry, yes.
5: Oh,
12: I that's
7: transition. a big statement. Is a big statement. That's a big statement. Because I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But you That's can't a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Over time, and I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. Ooh. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind, we and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically, what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy. The oil industry. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President
6: Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have to get to the final question. Vice
7: President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy production. By 2050, totally.
6: All right. One Is final he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with Is
1: this. We going to, to, get China to to our,
7: our, our final question. We no, have to, I'm move on to rejoin our final Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. <laughs> right.
5: Joe Biden said that the Trump administration didn't give subsidies, federal subsidies, to, to clean energy companies. But do you remember what happened when the Obama-Biden administration did I swear that the
3: testimony that you're about to give is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Two
6: top executives of the now bankrupt solar power company Solyndra invoking their right under you. the U.S. Constitution to remain silent.
1: I respectfully decline to answer any question. I respectfully decline to answer the question.
6: Yes. In a political night, firestorm murder, that's infuriating some that's members of right Congress.
10: You. you owe it to the taxpayers. Come to our committee bring the documents, and tell us what you know.
6: Solyndra received roughly $530 million of taxpayer-funded loan guarantees under the Obama administration's 2009 Recovery Act, designed to support green technology startups.
0: I also want to give some some credit to those guys in the back who have been building this facility. So that we can put more people back to work and build more so- solar panels to send all across uh, the country.
6: But in August, Solyndra laid off its 1,100 workers and filed for bankruptcy. Soon after, the FBI raided Solyndra as part of a federal probe. Now U.S. politicians want to know whether Solyndra executives misled the government.
3: Let me just warn you and the other folks involved in this taxpayer ripoff. We're not done. No, we're not.
6: Neither are Republicans, who are using the scandal in an effort to embarrass the White House. Democrats and environmentalists say Republicans are just caving in to the oil lobby, using Solyndra to advance a conservative agenda aimed at killing the solar industry.
9: The coal and oil industry do spend millions of dollars every year to keep the status quo in place.
6: Democrats also worry the U.S. may fall behind another top solar producing nation, China. It would be to our long-term economic peril if we see leadership in, to any other nation in clean energy technology development. One of the reasons why this political and environmental flashpoint isn't over.
1: The American people deserve answers. You may leave.
6: Answers for now, it is seems, they are you're unlikely to over. get. Kimberly Halkett, Al Jazeera, Washington.
5: So-called clean energy is and remains a scam for the time being, not because it cannot produce what some believe it is capable of, but because it is not yet needed. It is simply wanted. And it's not wanted for the right reasons. It's wanted so that you can give in to the agenda of those who want a new world order. Because they know that if you... because Let me help you out. You're not going to be able to get your own energy from the sun and from wind and this that and the other that 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 stuff is extremely fragile and you'll have nowhere to go when that is done and that's what they want joe biden's lying to you he wants to kill oil because he wants to kill the republic and he knows that that's the way to get it done i'm gonna turn this over to my good friend ron edwards and after that we'll be back with our two black man Thinking.
2: As the people of the United States wake up, the great reset against us will ultimately fail. Hello, I'm Oran Edwards. On today's page from the original book brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, the egotistical clause Schwab, founder of World Economic Forum and its annual Davos Conference, said... "Quote: Coronavirus scandemic provides a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world." Unquote. Klaus Schwab also professed that he and his merry band of globalists will make us poor and make us like it. Huh. I say it's not going to happen because we the people are waking up and refusing the globalist agenda. Now regime figurehead Joe Biden said, quote, Ukraine war will mark the start of a new world order, unquote. But we the people are saying no to that madness as well. Americans are rapidly waking up and recognizing that they are being played by the leftist big government media complex. The wicked chaos of present times, which is a direct result from the elite's bad ideas and policies can no longer be covered up, and we the people are increasingly refusing to put up with or tolerate the evil mission of destruction being plotted against us and our republic overall. Thus, we shall exercise our unalienable right to reestablish and enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So help us, the true and living God. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition.
0: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Democrats launching a whirlwind week of votes and maneuvers with the goal of confirming Katanji Brown Jackson as the first black woman on the Supreme Court. South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham says far left judges like Jackson would never be approved by a Republican controlled Senate.
3: If we get back the Senate and we're in charge of this body, and there's judicial openings. We will talk to our colleagues on the other side. But if we're in charge, she would not have been before this committee. You would have had somebody more moderate than this.
0: Russia denying its troops responsible for the deaths of civilians in Ukraine.
6: Moscow is saying that all of those reports, that footage, those accounts are all fake news and we've actually just heard that russian investigators are going to be looking into what they say are reports that the ukrainian ministry of defense have staged those videos and then handed them to Western media, the Ministry of Defense here in Russia has said that not a single local resident in Bucha suffered from any violent action. On the contrary, they say that their troops were involved in the delivery of humanitarian aid to many of the settlements around Kiev in that part of the country.
0: BBC's Jenny Hill, also at TownHall.com, airlines canceling more than three thousand flights over the weekend.
10: It's much more than weather. The main culprit. There's a lot of things, but the main culprit is a pilot shortage. Uh, as well as flight attendant shortage and mechanic shortage. The airline industry is experiencing the same thing a lot of other industries are experiencing.
0: That is airline analyst Tom Kenton. And tough going for British travelers as well, facing disruptions Monday, as two main carriers, British Airways and EasyJet, have both canceled dozens of flights due to a number of staff shortages. More on these stories at townhall.com. Yes. woman performs oral sex to stall armed robber at gas station until police arrived whoa oh,
12: that's thinking on your knees
0: the off-track
9: syndicate sunday night 8 p.m eastern mojo 5 radio supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay especially given the incredible talent we have working at the u.s transportation department however you don't need to fear these interruptions you can be prepared Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com.
0: From sea to shining sea.
5: American Rock Radio. Radio.
0: My wife Jennifer and I were listening because I'm uh, subscribed to your channel. I, I immediately knew that I was going to rip you off. I want a big movie voice intro for American Arc Radio. Go. His name is Mike Phillip, he's American. He's Canadian. He's not sure what he is. You're American and Canadian. That means you're bi. He lives in two places at once. What the hell is wrong with me? How is it possible? <laughs> Scientists struggle to find the answer. What did I just do? Coming out, I'm trans. I'm an American in <laughs> a Canadian body. I'm a transnational. The signs are all there. I really like hockey,
9: but then I found out most there's so many hockey teams are American. The Boston Bruins, American
0: right? Radio you know? Live on Mojo 50, Monday through Friday, one to two. 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American Pride.
6: It's American Pride Roasters coffee. Historically,
12: great coffee.
7: AmericanPrideRoasters.com
0: Mojo 50 live free.
2: I have a dream. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning
5: of its dreams. We hold these truths to be self-evident
3: that all men are created equal.
4: Black men think and
3: freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction we didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream the only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it protect it defend it and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same
4: black men thinking
3: anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you are dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party you're not only a chump but you're a traitor to your race
4: black men thinking
3: if we lose freedom here there's no place to escape to this is the last stand on earth And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves.
4: Black Men Thinking.
3: In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
4: Black man thinking, thinking, thinking.
5: Stanley Levy with hour two of Black Man Thinking here on the Vanguard of Personal Freedom, Personal Liberty, and Personal Responsibility. Mojo Five O Radio. Wow. You know, there's only one way to do this, and you just have to get to it. This is a beautiful moment, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning a, an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me.
2: It's about being able to shine light. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs>
5: I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. <laughs> Um,
2: But love will make you do crazy things.
5: That was uh, Will Smith giving the speech after being named the best, best actor at the Academy Awards show. And those are some conflicted truths and delusional fallacies all combined in in that clip. (laughs) There is so much in here. But let's start with the last thing. Love doesn't make you do crazy things because if you think love will make you crazy, you don't understand love. And the easiest thing to say about the marriage of Will Will Smith and Jada Pinkett is neither one of them knows, a, knows the first thing about love. That family, that couple, and that family are about as dysfunctional as, oh my gosh, um, pigs in flight. It's just, there's, there's, there's nothing good there and the idea that he says he wants to shine a light, well he did shine a light he really did shine a light he did a lot of things positive for those who really think that the republic can be saved because he revealed a critical problem and it has to do with uh, black women in general and of course his black woman in particular and the problem in the black community that if it does not get solved you're never going to have anything worthwhile in that community and if you don't get the black community corrected that's going to have ramifications for America it already is having ramifications for America when you see the dysfunction among the black community let me go ahead and give you real quick the dysfunction Least married group of people, most divorced group of people, leads the demogra- leads all U.S demographics in, in crime, in sexually transmitted diseases, in illegitimacy, in abortion rate. This is not who blacks once were, and it wasn't even six decades ago. Where blacks were 80 percent, 70 to 80 percent married, um, s- roughly the same percentage of of uh, nuclear families. Uh, was it, I mean there's there was still a criminal problem. Not going to say there wasn't, but it wasn't anything like what we're seeing now. It wasn't like you know 13 percent of the population was committing nearly half the homicides and and we're more than half of homicide victims. You didn't have that. But something changed back in the 1960s and it was something that we haven't dealt with at all today. And Will Smith shined a light on that. And this is exactly how that light was, well, for lack of a better term, turned on. You know who's
2: got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins, like, please, Lord! Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all
1: right? It's <laughs> 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 was a, that was a nice one, okay.
2: no! I'm going to okay <laughs> oh, I can, oh okay That was a uh, greatest night in the history of television okay
5: Okay So here's what you saw. you saw a comedian uh, hosting a an award show and he was lightly roasting. The celebrities who were gathered at the front of the venue, ostensibly the nominees, etc., so on. nominees and their and their significant others, family members, friends, whatever, so whatever their party was, and he told jokes about a bunch of people, and the interesting thing to me, one well, the the first interesting thing to me is that when he told the G.I. Jane two joke about Jada Pinkett. Well, Will Smith, her husband, if you want to call it that, laughed. He laughed. But something happened from the time he laughed to the moment he got up on stage and decided to commit assault. And that's exactly what it was, it's assault. Because Chris Rock did something, and and to be honest with you, I really thank him for doing this And in some ways, it may turn out to be a blessing for all of America, and especially the black community, that Will Smith, in his interesting reaction, highlighted it to everybody. The third rail in America is criticism of a black female. You can't do that. You cannot publicly criticize a black female. We are so sensitive about criticizing black females that you cannot even tell jokes at their expense and if you're not clear on how black females uh, how special and how privileged and how precious they believe they are then you didn't hear uh, the comments of one Tiffany Had- Haddish or Haddish, how you pronounce her name after the ceremony
12: you know I gotta
13: ask you
6: I'm not, but you know, know I gotta I know ask
13: you're not wearing no heels you're comfortable in the mud I'm uncomfortable, but I look good this is what it looked like.
6: Was Would you
13: define tonight as uncomfortable? No, I would define tonight as a success. Okay. It was a great night tonight.
4: Okay, what First did you... of all,
13: I seen a man mm-hmm. stand up for his wife, okay. which we don't see that much anymore. Mm-hmm. That made me have hope. How about you?
8: I wanted, How did you feel about it? I wanted your opinion on it because you're a comedian. And so it was that thing where, like, was that joke too far? How did you feel about what Will did? Because you are someone who's done comedy, and yet, like you just said, you saw a man defending his wife.
13: Yeah. yeah, I wanna know how you felt about it. Would you want your husband to do that for you if you was clearly hurt? I mean, they put her yeah. face up on the screen. Yeah. He looked over at his wife, she was hurt. Mm-hmm. What would you want?
8: I would want him to defend me. The only, the thing that made me sad was like, this was a big night for Will. And then you saw that emotion for him and it was like, God, it's just, I can't, I don't think I've still processed how this night went, you know?
13: Well, I just know <laughs> she better take care of business when they get home. <laughs> Cause I know I would. If my man did that for me, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> yellow. Did you talk to either of them tonight? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Well, did you tell them how you felt? Oh, they know how I feel. Yes. Okay. Oh, they know how I feel. That's my friends, yes. they know. Yes. Yes. Well, you
8: go way back with them to that to, to some of the- speakers.
13: To Girls Trip, Yes. yeah. Yes. 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 They know my crazy, yes. you know,
8: yeah. Well, it was incredible to watch Will up there, T1. How did you feel watching him give that speech? I felt
13: very proud, yeah. I felt gratified, yes. and I just hope that more men are like that, that, care about their families. Now, it's not just about you. Right? It's not just about you, sir. What about your family, the people you create, the people that help you be who you are? That's important. That's what I think America forgot about.
8: What do you say to people who are critiquing him online right now? Yeah,
13: what you doing for your family? Who you protect?
5: The most descriptive word for what you got out of Tiffany Haddish, who married and divorced the same man twice, or married him once and tried to divorce him twice, whatever that is black female pathology left black democrat voting black female pathology liberal black female pathology and it defines it defines the public image of black women it defines the public image of the black community in america and that's not an accident there was nothing good about what happened and for her to talk about you know well i want my husband i said well you where is your husband tiffany the man you got a you you left and now here's what you're going to hear uh well you know i was married but we had fights and and misunderstandings and uh behaviors that she described as akin to physical and psychological abuse. Anybody listening to that woman speak, knowing that she is also a comedian, if you've seen Tiffany Haddish, you know that she gives as good as she gets. If there were if there was physical or psychological abuse, know that she was dishing some of that out. Know that. Let me reel it back in. Let's talk about Will Smith and his quote-unquote wife. I will say this, and this is a personal opinion. This part here is just a personal opinion. Will Smith married down. I have no idea why he married that woman, particularly when he did. His star was on the rise as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and she was in love with a dead man, Tupac Shakur. Tupac, excuse me. And Will Smith knew that she was in love with a dead man. Why he married her? He didn't need her. Didn't need her for his career. She wasn't really hitting on anything. I mean, at best, she's a mildly, moderately attractive uh, B-level. Not necessarily a B-actress. No, a B-level. She doesn't have any great, she doesn't have any particular talent. She's not that, nobody's, nobody's, you know, you know, running through barriers to see anything that she has produced, any content in which she appears. Well, except for now. Now, everybody wants to see how she was at the Oscars. When she laughed at a black man being slapped by a black man, two high profile, successful black men, and she laughed. Her husband, whom she treats like, well,. Will Smith, Will Smith could have ended his career that night. We, the, the, the jury is still out. But he's since resigned from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the people who give out the Academy Awards. There's a reason, reasonably good chance to believe that he may lose that Oscar that he's won. Studio executives are already pausing, uh, pausing projects that have to do with Will Smith. Will Smith is getting ready to have a vacation. Now, he's already made his money, but this is crazy. And remember what Will Smith told uh, Chris Rock as, as he was, uh, you know, going, you know, once he returned to his seat after assaulting Rock. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. And he threw in the expletive. He said that twice. Let me tell you just how jacked up the left and all of America are with this. Had this not been between two black men, then the person who perpetrated the assault would have never made it back to their seat. Security would have caught up with him and escorted him all the way out. As a matter of fact, um, Will Smith reportedly was asked to leave the ceremonies but refused. He refused because he wanted to get the, he wanted to win his Oscar hadn't been announced yet and he wanted to give that BS speech. But in but the only reason he was allowed to stay was one because he hit another black man two because he was standing up for the worthless worthless example of black womanhood and that's what Jada Pinkett represents she's worthless she has no value for the black community let me tell you why her idea of a marriage is to go out and sleep with for an extended period of time having a deep involved relationship with a friend of her son. Now, for those of you who don't who don't recall, uh, Jaden Smith, the 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 son, actually wanted to be emancipated, wanted to become a an emancipated minor, and did and now has recently gone on to uh, I think I think it's fairly recent where he just wants to be called Jaden he doesn't want to be he he doesn't want to be known by the surname Smith that's some stuff right there reportedly it's a it is due to his mother so let me help you out when you defend a black woman that is quote unquote your wife you're supposed to defend her adultery you're supposed to defend her making public her adultery as part of her uh, her content, uh, the, the Red Table Conversations, where she actually dis- dis- publicly discussed this affair, revealed it in a way to Will Smith. And that's not even genuine because according to Augustine, what's his, August, whatever his name is, the guy with whom she slept, Will Smith not only knew about their adulterous relationship, he gave them his blessing. Okay. I don't, let me, let me help you out. A woman that would do that to a man doesn't deserve to be defended. As a matter of fact, she is a liability to her man. And as a result of him saying what his idea of love is, his idea of love is self destruction. You don't destroy yourself for a woman. You don't take two, three decades of work and throw it away because someone tells a joke. And it was a harmless joke about her. But you have to understand how black women think. And you have to understand the negative content, the negative impact that black women like Jada Smith and others. Well, Jada Pinkett. I, I I don't give her the credit of for for the last name, but but women like Jada Pinkett and Tiffany Haddish and Oprah Winfrey and let's get into the Alice Walkers and the people who write, um, who who are the famous uh, authors, black female authors in America. They are toxic. And their toxicity is to the point... Their toxicity is, is... Remember, 77.3% illegitimacy rate among black females. Nobody else comes close to that. And and six decades ago, it was considered scandalous when it reached 25%. A, divorce, a, a marriage rate of 26% and a divorce rate of 60%. And eight of 10 black marriages, the divorce petition is initiated by the female and here is the biggest problem how come will smith didn't lay hands on the woman he said well keep your keep your 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 mouth keep my wife's name out of your mouth how come he didn't tell august to keep other parts of his wife out of his mouth i'm 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 just saying i'm just saying you know in certain communities and they're not all black communities um, but you know other communities there's a saying it's called bros before hoes as another comic I guarantee you that Chris Rock had been a brother a bro to Will Smith and based on what is public knowledge about Jada Pinkett she had definitely been a hoe and probably still is to Will Smith instead of putting someone who would help him in his career help him build um, well build his portfolio and therefore continue to earn me- money to take care of his children and legacy but of course he already has enough money he put a hoe in front of his bro instead of slapping the, he went from, from lieutenant tolerate a hoe because that's what he was all the way up to that moment because he tolerated that woman and her behavior toward him she he put up with it I'm not saying he was in I'm not saying he didn't do his stuff but you know what the thing is she's nobody but he went from captain he went from lieutenant tolerate a hoe to captain save a hoe and now he's getting ready to be he could be excommunicated from Hollywood and the thing that's going on here is, you heard that woman who was interviewing Tiffany Haddish. You know, she's you know, I, I want my I want my man to defend me, girl. Nobody's going to defend you. Sorry behind behind some stuff like that. You're, it's not even you're not worthy of defending. It was what what was said was not even was not even an insult. It wasn't insulting, and you don't you don't you don't do things in public to other people. Just because some some chick gets her feelings hurt, that's not the way you do it. And you go out there and you assault a black man. Chris Rock could have, and in my uh, you know, should have, in my view, press charges, file the lawsuit. because the other thing he did was he put a chill over the entire comedic community this is what they do they make and this is not modern you know you can go all the way back to Jackie Mason and stuff they make jokes at people's expense, Don Rickles you can go to Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield mostly made jokes at his own expense very funny guy But you just basically said, you know what, if we don't like what you say, and we happen to be comedians as well, because that's what Will Smith is, we get to pop you upside your head, in public, and we expect you to take it. And the only reason it was taken is because Chris Rock is trying to be an honorable black man. Will Smith is gone. He's he was he the 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 making of his undoing came when he married that trifling female. And now everybody knows you can't criticize black women. We've shown you that. No matter what happens, the black woman who acts like a hoe, her honor, quote unquote, was protected. Oh my gosh. Stanley Levy, Black Man Thinking. We'll be back right after this.
9: You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud? Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50 for incredible savings.
0: My roommate watched lots
10: of medical shows.
6: We're always looking at each other going, do they really go back in those rooms? You know, they got those rooms for where they can take a break and take a little nap or whatever and go back there and have sex. Because I just find it hard to believe that in reality, that kind of stuff happens.
0: So, oh, I'm sure they get it wherever they can find it. It just
6: is weird.
0: Ain't You a Peach, Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern on Mojo 50. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, Old style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case, a $50 value, yours free. The Feather Chair. The world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $6. a month. Sorry, no Medicare or insurance accepted. So call right now to order yours.
1: 800 823 5826. 800 823 5826. 800 823 5826. That's 800 823 5826.
9: Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine.
5: As it demonstrated to all of America and the world the price that you're supposed to pay to deal with American-born uh, black females. They are toxic individuals. Jada Pinkett is one of the more toxic individuals. And you have Tiffany Hadesh who is toxic in her own right. Ask the guy who uh, whom she divorced twice whether or not she's toxic. I'm sure you'll get an answer. I'm sure Tiffany Dish won't like it. And if you really doubt what I'm saying, because I'll, I'll tell—I've been saying this for a long time—black females, American-born black females, those who tend to go with the Democrat Party specifically, and have any position of influence or authority, are culture killers, literally and figuratively. There is nothing positive going on in the black community as a result of black females who vote Democrat or who think or, or who are liberal or leftist in their leanings. And if you think Jada Pinkett is not that, if you think Tiffany Haddish is not that, you're mistaken. If you and what they do to black men, they've been doing for six decades. And what they've started to do to children, began doing along the children along the way, I'm sorry, they've made bastards of, of seven of nine of them born to black people. They have an abortion rate three times that of white women, and I think one and a half times that of Hispanics. They kill children or make bastards of them. And Here is the reason it continues. Because I'll say it, I get in trouble for saying it, and for those who know me, you know I do not care. White men will not criticize black women. They go so far as to not criticize black women as they will watch an assault take place on an international stage and do nothing because. He was defending a black woman. I mean, wow. I'm I'm with, I'm with Chris Rock. Wow. Not only was the joke not that serious, the woman was even less serious than the joke. She was never worth it. And now Will Smith is watching his life work go up in flames. This was even more effective than the Cosby um, crusade. That they did to take him down, because you know what, Cosby at least did not participate in it, and this was this was this was this was an unforced error. Let me get, let me um, try to get out of that whole topic because I could do I, I could you could do several shows on 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 how how messed up the American-born black female who leans toward the Democrat Party is to the black community and all of America but I'm going to get out of this on this um, there is a doctor in New York City the, the, um, the chief medical officer for the New York City Department of Health Dr. Michelle Morse decided to call women of color um, mo- mothers and to call white women birthing people. This is what she had in a tweet. The urgency of this moment is clear, posted on March 23rd. Mortality rates of birthing people are too high, and babies born to black and Puerto Rican mothers in this city are three times more likely to die in their first year of life than babies born to non-Hispanic white birthing people. Nobody's criticized her. She still has... You know, if a black man said that... No, no, back up, back up, because black men do get some protection from the left simply because of melanin. Had a white man said that or a white woman said that, well, a white woman might survive, but she'd be, she'd be scathed. If a white man said that, he'd be looking for another job. He'd be he he wouldn't be in that post anymore. Why is it that a black woman can say that? Because America doesn't criticize black women, which is And guess what? Um, can I tell you this? White segregation is were 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 right about some things because they know you know you don't criticize black women nobody criticizes black women that's why the Democrat Party in the 1960s decided to enlist them as agents for destruction of not only the black community but once they saw how successful that was and they saw that they saw how reticent you were to say anything negative about a black woman they have now pressed them in as agents of Enemy agents against the republic, because nobody will criticize the black women. That's the problem. I'm a, I'm I'm I, I am I am committed to calling out white men. If you will not criticize black women, why don't you just go on and mail in the uh, Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and say you're retiring from the country because they are enemies of everything you believe. Uh, American-born black females who lean to the left and support the Democrat Democrat Party are enemies of everything that you believe if you don't believe me okay we got Jada Pinkett Smith we got Tiffany Hadesh well they don't really matter because they're entertainers okay we got Lori Lightfoot oh my goodness we got London Breed in Chicago we got Muriel Bowser in DC we got uh, we had Stephanie Rawlings Blake in Maryland and we still have Marilyn Mosby the ineffective uh, state's attorney in Baltimore You have Kim Fox in Chicago, who wouldn't even did everything she could to keep Justice Smollett from even being prosecuted, even violated ethical standards. You can go down the list. You have uh, U.S. Attorney um, Rachel Rollins, who had to be voted on by another woman of color because she's not black, and that was uh, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris had to cast a tie-breaking vote. So she could be a, she could be a confirmed as a U.S. attorney who went out who, who's out there saying that you know we're not gonna we're not gonna prosecute crimes that that disrupt. You can do this for a long time. You can do this for a very very long time. And as long as black females do not get criticized. And there's not enough black male criticism to deal with this. The only thing black, the only thing black men can do, and they are beginning to do, is walk away from them. Black men are starting to walk away from uh, the type of black f- females represented by Dr. Michelle Morse, by Tiffany Haddish, by Lori Lightfoot. Well, Lori Lightfoot is homosexual. So is Muriel Bowser. Um, London Breed, I'm not so sure about it. I don't know. Kim Fox, uh, Kimberly Gardner in St. Louis, who is the uh, state's attorney or prosecutor there. Rachel Rollins, all these people, people like that, black men are walking away from that. But that's not enough if you want to stop the erosive, the corrosive and erosive impact that they have on um, on black on the black community and on American culture they need to be roundly called out and criticized and until it happens by the white male majority or the majority of white males in this country and people stop being afraid of how they're going to be talked about if they criticize a black female then you know what like I said you can Fold up the Constitution and the Declaration, stick it in a Manila-sized envelope, and mail it off to China. Because you're not going to have a country anymore. If you're not going to defend agents of destruction, if you're—I mean, if you're not going to criticize agents of destruction, then you're going to give them free reign, and we've—and ha- they've had free reign for six decades now, and they're getting worse. They're getting worse. Wow let me change topics because I, like I said I could I could do that one all day long and I don't want to let me briefly touch on COVID-19 um, I didn't do an opening segment I'm not going to do a segment on COVID nothing's changed except the FDA finally admitted that the Pfizer vaccine is dangerous lethal even they have indicated, during a uh, virtual meeting, that it is likely that it has killed more people than the virus itself among those who've taken it. That the vaccine is has been lethal. Of course, that's not being reported. Shock and amazement, shock and amazement that that's not being reported. It's true, anyhow. Let me move on. Ex-un, Ex-UN prosecutor urges global arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin. This is the whole push behind calling Vladimir Putin a war criminal. And she's def- describing actions as war crimes. Now, this is the same woman who back in in uh, back after the the Obama red line, no red line incident actually indicated that there was evidence that the chemical weapons that were deployed against Syrians in their civil war were not deployed by President al Bashir, or I think that's his name. The president of Syria, whom everybody was trying to, whom, ever, whom, whom the West and everyone's trying to remove, and there's one reason why they wanted to remove that man. It's still the same reason as they as they just continue to destroy that country. Is because he doesn't toe the new world orders, new world order idea of how a Muslim country is supposed to behave. They were pretty modern. Women had certain rights in. Syria. Christians had certain rights in Syria that they don't necessarily have or regard that they certainly didn't get in other Muslim uh, countries. Well we're not going to allow that. Why do you want Putin taken out? Because Putin is a threat to the new world order. He is arguably the only major political figure or leader He's argued the only major uh, leader of a of a major country who doesn't support the new world order. Joe Biden is out there speaking openly. There's going to be a new world order. He said it. He made it clear. And people are trying to say, well, you got you know the context in which he said is not what you're talking about. There's only one context for a new world order. There is. We're going to basically you know make up pandemics we're going to force the world to get off fossil fuels which is which is basically you know we we if we keep them stuck in the stone age because if you take away fossil fuels that's about where you are fossil fuels can be used cleanly US has that technology and if you have energy then you can build Modern society—you can build modern civilization anywhere, but you can't do it without energy. And wind and solar will never provide enough. I'm sorry. You're never going to provide enough energy. You're not going to. You're not going to build enough batteries. And and by the way, you know, can we stop telling? Though it's been exposed for the longest time, an an electric vehicle is just. It just means the gas is, it's not gas, it's diesel someplace else powering a generator to charge your battery. So you're still using fossil fuels. You, do, you don't have electro, electric vehicles without fossil fuels because what produces the power to charge the batteries? It's not another battery. So why do they want Putin again? Because Putin has spoken up against the New World Order. Putin has actually spoken out and said that there's a problem in the West and it's that they have abandoned their traditional morals. Putin has called this out. Is he wrong for that? Of course not. He's not wrong. He's exceedingly accurate. Exceedingly. But nobody's going to give him that benefit of the doubt can I ask you something how come what is it uh, Donbass and Luhansk two regions of this country that he has invaded don't have a problem with Russia as a matter of fact Russia has recognized them as independent well but he's, he's committing war crimes is he well we they, they they found mass graves. Oh really? Well can I ask you a question? Who dug those mass graves? Excuse me? I, I'm just I'm just curious. Because it is known that the government of Ukraine has killed its people. And not just a few. Enough to warrant mass graves. So you say, well, there are there's a mass graves in the Ukraine. No, I, okay, I was like, you know, that, that's very possible. But the question is, you haven't demonstrated who put them there. And you haven't demonstrated when the people who inhabit them, unfortunately, were killed. Or by whom. Vladimir Putin's a lot of things. Let me tell you something else he is. He's a man with a sense of history knowing that the further he can keep NATO and western Europe or western far enough west to include Germany away from his western border the better off his country Russia will be because the last time you allowed Ru- you allowed Europe to run up close to the Russian border, 27 million people died in World War II. Russia had the 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 um, largest loss of life in World War II of any country, the largest. There's nothing to be um, shy about there, and I and I've said it, and I'll keep saying it. If you have a problem with Vladimir Putin going into the Ukraine and let's make it clear why Vladimir Putin is in in the Ukraine in 1946 Russia had a land barrier between its western border and Europe that stretched as far as half of Germany and that was there the Cold War the Iron Curtain all that good stuff that there is a practical reason that was not ideological for Russia to have that land buffer 27 million dead Russians and we don't want the Europeans to come back here so we are going to put as much of a barrier including land that isn't necessarily ours but we'll control it to keep those people away from us that land barrier has gone away and it's down to effectively they still have Belarus and they have the Ukraine, Ukraine the largest land mass kinda of reaches from say, if you were to put it in the United States, reaches from the eastern seaboard, like all the way to maybe uh, Ohio, maybe Indiana, or further even further west and that's big. But it's all they got. And you know, Belarus and that and Belarus is very is, is relatively relatively speaking a, a small landmass. They went from having everything between them and Germany secured to keep Russians out but now guess what I mean to keep uh, Europeans out but now NATO has three countries Estonia Latvia Lithuania with bases troops and oh yeah missiles pointing at Russia on the border of Russia on the border with Russia for those of us who are American should America have tolerated Soviet missiles in Cuba? because if you because if you, if you applauded John Kennedy for standing up to Nikita Khrushchev and demanding those missiles come out and blockading the island nation of Cuba until, the, and, and, until those things were, were taken out then why are you upset with Vladimir Putin for invading a country to keep nato missiles from ending up there what's the difference well ukraine is a is a sovereign nation so is cuba you don't have the right to blockade them do you well, well, you know, the United States being being the big power in the region and the Monroe Doctrine, hmm, okay, all, a whole lot of stuff, which some people would, would challenge. I don't. I'm an American. I'm good. Hey, you know, keep everybody out of my hemisphere. I'm good with that. But if I can say that and be justified, why can't Vladimir Putin say no NATO in Ukraine, no matter what it takes to keep NATO out of Ukraine? And not be justified. You don't have an answer for that, because there isn't a good one. There's not one. But now they want to call him a war criminal because. It, are they going to do anything to Vladimir Putin? Un- unlikely. Unlikely. No, oh, we're going to take his money. We're going to sanction sanctions. Sanctions are sanctions working? Remember the bank sanctions? They're not. They're, they don't have access to SWIFT. Okay, but they have access to another messaging uh, system between banks. It's called SIPS, Cross Border uh, International. Um, I, don't, I can't remember what the P stands for system. And the difference between it and SWIFT is SWIFT does things in dollars, U.S. dollars. SIPS does things in Chinese currency has a uh, direct participants and indirect participants. The direct pr- t- participants have accounts and the indirect participants um, use the resources of the direct participants to get their transactions done. Oh and those um, participants Direct, indirect participants who get these things done through the direct participants include countries and or and uh, financial institutions in countries, including Australia and and Oceania, which which would include Australia, New Zealand, etc., so on, Europe, North America, Africa. There, there has been the, the sanctions aren't working well we're going to we're, we're, you know what we're going to shut down Nord Stream 2, Nord Stream 2 has never been in operation but Nord Stream 1 which delivers gas for European consumption never went offline where's the sanctions we're going to ban Russian oil, we're still buying Russian oil in the United States up until June I think it's 600,000 barrels a day What sanctions? This is a very interesting kabuki dance. And it's all because Vladimir Putin will not surrender his country to the new world order. He doesn't trust him. He's seen what has befallen the west and remember he's old he's ex-kgb he's not necessarily a fan of the west but he's astute enough to recognize what the decline of traditional judeo-christian values and that ethic has done to the west and he doesn't want that in his country he doesn't want that in his country and we have all the people who are calling themselves patriots in America trying to respond to its influence in this country. And you want to criticize Vladimir Putin for keeping it out of his, really? Why, why is that? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss. Why would you criticize the man for that? Final topic. Um, recently, I think it was the 29th of March uh, was when the tweet was put up. Someone took a picture of a billboard in Portland. And um, here's what it says. Stop having white kids. Excuse me. Uh, There's actually an organization... Uh, Stop having white kids. They have a web. They have a website called stophavingwhitekids.org dot org, and they've put. They're putting up billboards. Now, I, I remember that Steve King, um, former Ohio uh, Congressperson, was dragged for saying very blunt but true statements. You can't build your culture. You can't build American culture. With other people's babies, I mean, it's like I mean that that should be a duh statement. But he got You're racist. You're this, that, and the other. Can I ask you a question? Where are the people criticizing this? Where are you at? Stop having white kids. So, so now it's it's this isn't even reverse racism. This is just outright hatred and the interesting thing about this is you have a lot of white people on board with this foolishness and it is foolishness because you have to understand the, the psychology behind this the belief is that we have to keep a, we have to make sure that America does not stay a majority white nation that's why you've seen 2 million people cross the border in one year all of them non-white some of them are not latin american or central american either but why so we so we're going to just take we we need to remove sovereignty so we can flood the united states with non-white people oh by the way the um trump era rule which made people wait at the border I think it was a prop, uh, something 42, I can't remember exactly what it's called uh, that's getting ready to go by the wayside and that could bring in another up to 10 to 12 million more people who are just waiting in Mexico for asylum and this, instead of waiting in Mexico to have their asylum process come floating over into this country and guys i got to ask you this do you honestly believe that all this stuff going on the border the lies about the economy the transition from fossil fuels to other energy sources that are just not effective enough at this time it may never it may never be Do you really think that you can fix this with an election? Do you? God bless you. God keep you. It's always my prayer. And until next week, do take care. This is the seditious,
0: rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5-0. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
11: Lucky?